is the sound of me doing jumping jacks. I am Stacy Julian, and this is episode 51 of Exactly Enough Time. about being present. It is also about living playfully and other things like curiosity, awareness, and connection. I am a life enthusiast and a believer, and I love to talk about people, places, and things. Listen up. I think you're going to find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. How are you? I am going to start today's episode by reading you two awesome reviews that listeners have left me on iTunes. Okay, check out this one from Music Sister. She says, I like to bemoan that I don't have enough time to be who I want to be. In her podcast, Stacy Julian offers some practical and whimsical stories that contain ideas for just that problem. She lifts me up. Thank you so much. And here's another one. This one is from Christy Browning. She says, I look forward to my drive to work on Thursday mornings because I know Stacy's podcast will be ready and waiting on me. She brings so many pieces of wisdom and makes it fun. I loved her podcast on health and I'd like to hear more tips on eating healthier. Thanks, Stacy, for such an inspiring and incredible podcast. No, Christy and everyone else, thank you for making the time to listen and be a part of what we are building together. I truly am so grateful for listeners. If you like what I'm doing, please consider visiting iTunes and leaving me a review. I would be so appreciative. Okay, today, I'm so thrilled to have back on the show with me, Kathy Zilski, who is a good friend, a fabulous graphic designer, amazing teacher, world-class blogger, and online teacher. How's that? (laughs) Kathy and I have known each other for many years, and she was the first guest that I invited on my podcast. I'm so happy to have her back on in 2020 because she has created a movement around self-care and being healthier, which is a topic that is probably on most of our minds, right? During this incredible month of January. So Kathy teaches a class and I really just wanted to invite her on so that we could talk about what she does, how she does it, who she does it with, and what she has learned. So I'm just going to cut right to our conversation. Here we go. Okay, this is very exciting for me because it's been almost a year since I have had Kathy Zilski on my podcast. She was the first guest I ever invited, primarily because I knew she would forgive me if I totally flubbed. But now I feel like I'm back. I know a little bit more. I kind of don't, but I kind of do. And I'm so excited to have Kathy on, especially at the beginning of a new year, a big year, because of what Kathy has been doing. And we're going to ask her right now. How many years have you been doing this, Kathy? Hey, Stace. Uh, First of all, I (laughs) thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hi. I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, You should. I have been doing this 
in one form or another online for a decade. Right. And then, okay, and right there, we should probably say, what is this that you've been doing online for a decade? So what I have been doing is leading a year-long e-course designed purely to motivate (gasps) students to take care of themselves. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. It involves a little scrapbooking. It involves documenting, you know, because that's Mm -hmm. that's the people I like to talk to, you know, crafty Mm -hmm. folks who want to tell a story. Well, the story of self-care, make no mistake, it's a story. And that is what this has been about for all these years. One, can I motivate you? Two, can I motivate myself? And three, can we tell a story that works in a way for us mm-hmm. and how we like to document? Okay, so right off the bat, then I have two questions just listening to you. Number one, I think I want them in this order. Number one, I want you to define self-care for, for me and for the listeners. And then two, before I forget, shoot, I already forgot. <laughs> It goes fast. <laughs> it goes so fast. We can edit this out, but maybe we'll leave it in. It could be good. Number one, let's start with self-care. Maybe the second question will come back to me. Okay. I think it will because, you know, it's just like that thing. If you forget something downstairs <laughs> and you go to get it and halfway down, you, you forgot what it was. And then so you have to go back up the stairs. You have to stand where you were. It's going to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a great question. I wish I had a really eloquent answer. But the thing that I go to when I want to define self-care it is showing up for yourself and being responsible in all areas of your life. Okay, see, I like that much better because I got online this morning and read a couple definitions of self-care. And I like that better, what you just said, showing up for yourself. Stacy, I had someone, I posted this on my social, one of my social media accounts and I used that terminology showing up, you know, show up for yourself. That's really what this is about. And someone posted a question. They said, I am really curious. What do you mean by showing up for yourself? And my initial mm-hmm. reaction was like, are you, are you calling me out? Like, are you saying, you know, like I took it as a negative and then I realized, no, that's actually a great question. That's just curiosity. It's yeah, curiosity. Right. Yeah. So showing up is, it's my code for be responsible for your life. Right. And that incorporates everything. So it's how you eat food to help nourish and support this amazing body of yours. It's how you move that body to keep things working as well as they possibly can for as long Mm -hmm. as you can. It's how responsible are you for your emotions? Um, Mm -hmm. Do you walk into a room and (laughs) freak out and throw tantrums because the dishes haven't been done? Or do you just walk in calmly and take Mm -hmm. in your surroundings? It's being responsible for all things, being responsible for your work. How do you earn a living? Do you do that responsibly and dare I say joyfully, or do you look at everything as a chore? It's it's really a mindset mm-hmm. of I am a human and I am responsible for all aspects of what that means. I love it. So last week I talked to Kathy Gowans, who's actually someone that we both know. Yeah. We talked about personality and how she introduced me to the Myers-Briggs scale. I'm bringing this up because I'm an N, which stands for intuition, which means that I, it's very easy for me to see patterns and to go to the big picture meaning and purpose (laughs) behind everything. But I'm going to share what you wrote in your class description that speaks to me as this intuitive person. This class, you say, is designed to help you connect to what is needed in your life to make real and lasting changes. And I'm someone who like, I'm not change averse. I like change. 
Right. Um, I make it fairly easily. But what I liked about what you said is real and lasting change. That just speaks to my intuitive heart and soul. Right. Like figuring out what you need. You didn't you didn't pin it down and say this. When you even said that at some point, I think you say this isn't a nutrition class, this isn't an exercise class. And your theme for 2020, and I think it was also last year's theme, is what am I saying it right? What you need. What is needed. I mean, you know, we're we're semantically <laughs> nitpicking, but yeah, it's what what is needed is 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 a question. But what I like about that is that that right there says what you just said before. There's in that short sentence, what is needed is suggesting that, you know, you yourself, you know, you don't have to buy a book to figure out what is needed. Right. Right. And that you you are empowered to make it happen, to discover it. I mean, obviously, there's some discovery involved, but then to, to take the action, to take the responsibility, the accountability to make it happen. Well, what is needed? That is so powerful. Well, it, it really is powerful. And I did not invent this, Stace. It came out of, I, I work with a therapist. If you want to call her a life coach, I would call her a life coach as well. But okay. she has been kicking my butt for a decade as well um, yeah. in the best of ways. This isn't someone who I talk to and she says, there, there, poor bunny. You're such a victim <laughs> of circumstance in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? She's right. a person who says, are you going to show up and start trying to become a real adult now? Or are you, you know, you know, that's kind of her, that's her MO. She pushes me to connect to what is needed. And that was such a phrase for a long time that I got so sick of hearing her ask me that question because I thought, what do you just tell me what I want to hear, you know, and she Mm. does not. And over time I've started to understand that, you know, what is needed might not be the same for you. It might not Mm -hmm. be the same for my best friend. And it takes some trial and error. It takes some workshopping. Mm -hmm. We don't all come into the world automatically knowing how to do all of the things that are needed, right? Unless you had parents that were like, here's what you do. A, B, C, D. Well, even if you have parents like that, I'm sorry, I'm one of five siblings and we all need different things. And now I have five children of my own. There is no way that I could prescribe something that would work for all of those children Absolutely. In any given moment, let alone across, you know, 18 years of attempting to serve them. Well, absolutely. So, you know, it takes a little trial, trial and error. It takes Mm -hmm. workshopping. I like to say I've been workshopping this for a decade, but it's also not easy at all. And yet simple at its core. And that Mm -hmm. (laughs) those statements seem to, you know, not really compliment one another, but I really think where I'm at right now, I am much clearer in, you know, if you have a health issue, for example, and you want to solve that health issue to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. you can make choices that are needed to try to do that, right. you know? And that's what I did last year. It wasn't about, um, boy, I'm overweight and I'm unattractive and I wish my butt looked a certain way. So not it when you are 53 years old. I, right. I am trying to really, you know be comfortable in who I am and feel competent as, as a person, as a parent, maybe not as much as a wife, but we're all working on these things, you know? And, (laughs) and so it really is about what is needed so that I get to be here on the planet as long as possible. And what is in my control? Cause some things aren't Stace, right? You know, hereditary or heredity plays a huge role in a lot of our lives. Um, I was well, adopted and, that, and I, you know, I don't have yeah. health history as, as an adoptee. So right. for me, 
I'm just going to do what I can to see if I can workshop something that's going to keep me off medication. So, right. Right. Well, and I just bringing up the, the health history and your, and your lack of official knowledge about it. That's the circumstance. What, what I've learned from my life coach and I too have a life coach and she has taught me so much and I'm so grateful, but, yeah. but that's the actual circumstance. We very often fall into the trap of making our thoughts the circumstance when right. they're not. Circumstances have to be proven in a court of law, right? Oh, gosh. The actual data. And then how you think about the data changes everything. That's that's I, she's I get smart. Hung up. That sounds so anyway. brilliant, Stace. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that because literally it is facts versus feelings. Right. Um, you have to be you have to be able to identify the facts of a situation. Right. And I will say this with complete honesty. I am not real good at that on right. any given day. So when I am able to identify facts, that is what is needed. My emotional response to those facts will follow. But what right. has happened to me in the past in my life is I have looked at those facts and simply used my feelings to interpret them so that I don't have to take action. Instead, I can feel bad for myself. And I can be like, I'm married to someone who never gains weight and he can eat anything he wants and his blood pressure never changes. It's like, that right. is an emotional response to a fact. Right. That's not what's needed. What's needed well, is for me to be separate from him and realize, oh, right, I am supposed to do things for me and take care of myself. So, well, and the thing that's been interesting to me that's really helped as I separated those two things is let's just take one week, one week in a woman's life, okay? It's pretty rare that the actual facts change over a seven day period. Right. But look at how we think about and then thus feel about those same facts. In, in just seven days, we can be riding the highs of, high, you know what I mean? Yes. Just riding high and then we can go down really low. And so for me to separate it and go, you know what? The facts haven't changed, sister, from three days ago. So what has changed? What has changed is how you're thinking about it. And this is kind of where I actually do want to go to the health thing because I've learned as a middle-aged woman and am still learning that there are things in my control that totally affect how I think and then feel about circumstances. And when I really plug into those, that's when I have the best opportunity and most power to change the circumstances. Sure. You know, that was a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo. Probably like, what the heck is she talking about? I'm talking about when I get the right amount of sleep for me. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about when I get the right amount of sleep so that I can get up early enough before anybody else in my house so I can just have some time, right? right. I'm talking about like you've already mentioned, putting nutritious food in me, those things. And I didn't make that connection for a lot of years that those things that I, that I, that's self-care, right? Those things that I choose to intentionally do actually affect my thoughts way more than I ever thought that they did yeah. until I kind of crashed and burned, which anyway. And, and the thing is too, you know, when you're making these intentional choices, let's say someone, I mean, we'll just say it like you, you need to lose some weight because your doctor actually told you. Right. You have to lose some weight. I think sometimes, again, it's about your attitude. How are you going to frame this? Because how you choose to, you know, nurture your physical body with, with food primarily, mm -hmm. it, it's not a punishment. Um, right. 
And, and I think we live in this crazy, uh, we, what we do, we live in this crazy diet culture that makes us feel horrible, horrible about our bodies. And that's a whole, that's a whole other topic. But, you know, the reality is, is, is feeding yourself well is a, an opportunity and, and not a punishment because I'm not, right. I'm not a big fan of deprivation. Um, right. I'm not a big fan of deprivation uh, diets and things like that. I think you have to eat real food. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you know, make choices that will, you know, help fully make you feel better or heal whatever issue it is that you're having on the inside. Because I know, I know you've done a lot with, you know, mm-hmm. workshopping. Oh, if I eat this type of food, I'm gonna feel like crap, and my joints are going to hurt. And right. you know what I mean. So I, I've seen you, I've seen mm-hmm. you work on that yourself. Mm-hmm. And-, and it is work. I like that you're using the word work. It- but because it takes, it, it, there's a lot of undoing. I mean, for much of my life, I rewarded myself with food. Oh, yeah. And I think I made healthy choices because I felt like I had, I felt like when I did that, then I could um, also make unhealthy choices. Yeah. And it, and it took me getting pretty ill, you know what I mean? In, in lots of different ways to go, wait, wait a second. So maybe these foods that I'm looking at as reward foods, maybe they aren't actually the reward. And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but when you, when you're able to just separate that and you got to be miserable for a while, I'm going to be honest, you got to be pretty miserable, right? To get to that place where you're really ready to sift through all of that and say, really pay attention. How do I feel (laughs) when I eat good, healthy, you know? Yeah. I mean, you food really and then go, wait a second. Okay. So actually this is the food. That's the reward. Cause when I eat this and I pay attention, my cells are going, thank you very much. I feel really good right now. I can right. do my job in your body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. So anyway, there's an emo. So I've, it, I, it took me separating the emotional reward, the dopamine mm-hmm. or whatever happens in my brain when I eat a whole lot of not good stuff Yeah, and going, I'm, I'm thinking that's the reward, but it's not. So, so that you don't feel like you're deprived. You switch how you sit, you switch in your mind what the reward actually is. So now for me, the reward is the good, nutritious food. And I mean, when you, when you mentioned dopamine, I mean, the thing is, uh, when you switch to uh, foods that are actually going to nourish your body, um, mm-hmm. you might not get the same hit in your brain no. from uh, an avocado with a little. <laughs> lemon juice and a little salt and pepper, which as we know is delicious, but that's not going to feel the same for the first few weeks as that bag of potato chips. Right. Or the Diet Coke or or the donut or whatever it is. Right. The donut. You know, it just isn't. And I think there is also an aspect of this. It's like some people, not to use the worst phrase ever, some people can't really have their cake and eat it too, because that cake is this constant trigger into either those uh, cravings that drive you crazy because you're going to get that bump of dopamine from the sugar in your body and you're going to feel all hopped up. Mm -hmm. Some people really can't do that also because there is a difference between people who are abstainers and moderators, you know, the people that go all in and you and I, Stacey are, I mean, I think, I don't think I'm misjudging you. I think you're an abstainer. You kind (laughs) of go all in. That's, I think that's one of the great connectors that we share. Um, But a moderator doesn't really want to work like that because they will feel instantly trapped by like, no, no, I actually can have my cake. I'm just going to have a little. Yeah. That's not me. I I actually am, this might surprise you. I actually am a moderator, at least, at least in my marriage. Yes. But what I've learned to do 
it, well, what I've had to learn to do is switch what I moderate with. Mm. So I have had to, for actual physical reasons, give up, right, refined flour and sugar and this stuff because it wasn't serving me. Um, and, and I still moderate. Like, I just say that only because my husband can't. My husband actually has to say none. I'm having none. Okay. And then I'm like, I, ooh, you say that to me and I'm like, ooh, you know, feathers go up. <laughs> that's not going to work. But I can moderate with really, I've learned how to up-level my chocolate. Oh, that's pretty so, good. That's can, that's hilarious. Up-level <laughs> my chocolate. Yeah, that, that is not my story. So I guess Jeff and I, we are yes. simpatico. We are on yes. the same page because I, uh, I can't do that. I'm an addict. I have an addict personality. Um, mm. And there are upsides and downsides to that. Um, right. Right. Same thing with abstainer moderators. It's like there are upsides and downsides to both. Um, you know, I find that abstainers can really lock in and accomplish right. tasks and really get things done. I find that moderators can actually see a bigger picture in a way that perhaps an abstainer may not be able to because they are able to take in uh, a bigger picture, more information. So, you know, but the, each but the downside is, and this is what I'm struggling right now, and maybe we'll get there in just a second, because we're going back to your theme of what is needed. I've really been spending some time with that over the last 10 days or what are we at? January 16th, you know, I've been yeah. spending some time, right, with that, because as a moderator, it's really easy for me to go, I'm still moderating, I'm doing fine when I'm not, right, you know what I mean, and I have to back off and say, okay, you know what, you do need to make some changes, and and I actually like to abstain then for a week to 10 days, and sometimes up to a month, so I can reconnect with that healthier version of the moderator in me, yeah, anyway, huh? So I want, let's talk about, okay, okay, I think I got my other, my, my question back. Okay. Um, we've been talking about what you've learned and what I've learned. What have you learned interacting with women in general through this process for 10 years? Oh my goodness. Mm. Well, I've learned a handful of things. Number one, I've learned that we live in a, we live in a, this isn't news, but that we live in a culture that tells us we are just... Mm-hmm. never going to be good enough. Um, I see that reflected in some of the tone of posts that women will share because we have a private Facebook group mm-hmm. you know, where I, I see fee- people, women primarily, that, you know, who just feel bad about their bodies and who want to punish themselves and want to beat themselves up. I mean, I, I see that. I, I can't not unsee it. And it, it breaks my heart because what I want and what I try to do in the in, year in and year out is to remind women of the opportunity to just take care of themselves, that that is an opportunity. You are not, you know, less than because you're not a size 12, you know, right. you're not right. less than because you don't look like whatever the standard of beauty is. So I think I've seen that there's, there's an emotional internal component of that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I see is that we all have these great intentions, but it is hard to implement them in mm-hmm. practice. And so I know people want to make all these dramatic changes at the start, but what I have seen with women who have success, who are participating in my class they tend to just go a little slower at it because the people mm. like myself who go all in, they tend to kind of drop out and then I don't see them in mm-hmm. the class beyond, you know, in, in our group beyond March. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so normal. I, January mm-hmm. is this month of dreams. And unfortunately, 
I really hate that January is that because I feel like, you know what? A Tuesday in April is also a great time to start. So, you mm. know, I've seen women get discouraged and I feel that my job is to remind them, you know what? It's okay. You're just mm -hmm. trying to do better and let's start over. I mean, I have been doing this for a decade where right. I start out all gangbusters and I've had periods where like, oh, I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to become a runner and blah, 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 blah. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's great. But really... I just have to keep reconnecting to showing up for myself. And I feel like it wasn't until 2019 when I actually had a diagnosis of high blood pressure that mm -hmm. I finally connected the dots and said, you're going to do better. You're not going to be mm -hmm. perfect, but you're going to do better. And mm -hmm. I did not expect that it would turn out where I actually did get those numbers back to normal and actually mm -hmm. lose some weight in the process. So, you know, well, it, it's, but it is work. Like, like we said earlier, it is work. Yeah, and here's the interesting thing. And I, cause I remind myself of this every January. I don't think I'm unusual in this regard. Um, I didn't get myself in this, whatever it is, whether you're overweight or unfit physically or, you know, stressed out all the time, this didn't happen overnight. It's not right. going to be fixed overnight. And I no. remember, you know, when everything kind of crashed for me, I read some woman's blog or something and she talked about the six-year process. I remember thinking, oh, hell, I do not have six years. Right. I am a busy person. I've got, you know what I mean? I've got to feel better in six months. Well, then guess what? It was about six years. I mean, I woke up one morning and I went, I have been at this. I feel like a different person. I feel better. I understand, you know, the consequences yeah. of the choices I'm making. Yeah. And holy cow, it's been six years. Yeah. So I think just, I just think that's, that's a healthy thing. And I, I say that to myself often. And I made the choice going into the holiday season this year. And even with the changes I've made, um, so I, I do avoid a lot of food that I used to just go nutso on, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, here. I don't eat gluten and I don't eat refined sugar, but trust me, I can still figure out how to treat myself. And, and I give myself that permission through the holidays. The holidays are still the hardest time for me because of so many traditions that I grew up with. Right. And then in January, I can't then beat myself up because no. I, I have been, I've been more lenient for six weeks. So guess right. what? Right. It's going to take six weeks, right? Yeah. To kind of get back where I was at. So sometimes we think we're going to change something in seven days. Um, no, it, no, it takes time and it takes focus. And it also takes, you know, giving yourself a little grace as you yes. go, because the thing is, and, but that is a slippery slope too, because I have given myself so much grace that pretty much I was drinking two glasses of cheap red wine every night at the end of the day exactly. and a giant bag of chips. That's exactly. not real grace, but you do know what I'm saying? Yes. But, yes. but you do need to, you know, Take in all the facts that you have in front of you and do the best you can. And if you can string a little more, do the best you can together, you might yeah. see results and things change. You will change. see results. I you absolutely will. believe you will see results. Okay, I'm it, curious. What, if you're willing to share, yeah. what is your, what is needed? Oh right my now. goodness. And well, and then I'll share too. Yeah, yeah. So my, my, my what is needed it is a continuation. I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again because someone like me actually needs to constantly reconnect to, I will be responsible for myself. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change. And that includes my care and feeding. That includes the energy that I bring into any room in the house, in my world with people. 
um, that I am responsible for how I treat other people, what I offer to them and Mm -hmm. what is also, I mean, and and also what is needed is that I slow down and try Mm -hmm. to identify facts and situations rather than just operate from how I feel and what I'm getting and what I'm not getting, because that actually was how I learned to exist in the world. And it was the root of a lot of problems in my life in terms of, you know, how I interacted with my husband and how Mm -hmm. I interacted with my children. So that is the number, like if I could tattoo it on the inside of my wrist, you know, Mm -hmm. be responsible for everything. That's my what is needed. And it's big. It's real big. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I'm not going to do that every day of my life. Well, maybe I say that because I'm looking for an out, but that that is what is needed for me. And that is what I wake up every day, even on days where I'm thinking this is not possible. Right. That's the goal every day. Yeah. I just think that's so important. So that's the only thing we have control over. Yeah. Because you don't have control over life. If you think, I mean, and I will, I have learned to believe this. Mm-hmm. If you think that you control life, that's great. Um, you are going to be chronically dissatisfied because life right. is a thing that is its own thing that does it does what it's going to do. The only thing you have control over or influence over, because I don't even like the word control anymore, is mm-hmm. how do you respond? Right. What's what what response do you choose? And if you feel that you don't have a choice, like, well, I'm gonna freak out because that's just what I do. I freak out. Well, I used to think that was how I was wired, and it really isn't. I I learned to freak out. Mm. Uh, that's not actually who I am. So now if I slow it down, things mm-hmm. like this is one side story, not related to self-care, but a good example. I got this car after my daughter hit a deer. Uh, thank God she was safe and protected. And so we got another car. Well, I had had that car for three weeks and she borrowed that car and she pulled it into the garage and took part of the paint off the bumper. <gasps> she hit the garage. And you know what? I learned I learned that, you know what, Kathy, your response is calm and measured. Um, and that that person who responded to a child who was an adult, who was standing in my garage crying, not uh-huh. wanting to come in because she felt so bad, that response of, it's a car, we're yeah. fine. Um, that's, that's what I want. That's who I yeah. want to be. And that's me just looking at the facts and saying, do you want to freak out and damage your child and make her feel stuff right. like that? Every day. And I love how you recognize that as being, right, as being progress and as being who you want to be. This is Yes. Yes. I I don't want to be a baby who throws fits. I don't want to be someone who feels sorry for herself that she doesn't get to eat whatever the heck she wants. And, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but I used to have no idea that that's actually who I was. Mm -hmm. It was learned. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. I want to share. Okay. So my, I've been thinking a lot about this. So my, what is needed right now is, but I have, I have five things, which is a little bit weird and I they're not all equal, but, and I already brought up a couple of them, but one, I really need to focus on sleep because mm-hmm. I've learned how important that is for me. And it's very easy for me to abuse, especially because I too, am teaching an online class this year. And so it's, you know, it's, you've just, I've just added more to my day. Right. Right. And so anyway, making sure that I'm getting that sleep and I, and so that I can get up early and have time to organize thoughts um, one of the things that I've been working on recently and I want to take with me into the new year is when I see something that makes me, nothing makes me, when I see something and I have thoughts that, oh, I should be more that, 
right? So for example, maybe it's thinner, maybe it's more fit. Those are two things that I traditionally or over time have struggled with, right? Right. Um, And it comes a lot from the culture inside my family. But then I'm able to just pause and go, wait a second. I actually don't want to be that because I know what is required to be that. So let's just take this idea of like being super fit. You know what I mean? I know what's required and I actually don't want to do that. And I think that's so empowering to be able to say that to yourself. I actually want to have a squishy tummy. I'm yeah. almost a grandma. Okay. I, that's what I want. And so sometimes it just takes saying that out loud and I can admire someone who has made different decisions and wants to spend two hours a day, right? Right. Focusing on that. And that's great. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But be able to separate yourself from it and say, what do you want? I want to have a 15 or 30 minute workout routine, depending on my day. That's it. That's really all I want to dedicate. And so that's why I started this episode with my jumping jacks, because I decided (laughs) about six months ago, when I'm 75, I want to be able to knock out a minute of jumping jacks. And let me tell you something. If you want to know how how fast time doesn't fly, do a minute of jumping jacks. Oh my gosh, Stacey, I don't even, you know what? I may have to try that after we talk, after our conversation is over. And uh, I hope I can actually use my hands and function because I know that part. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so I just, that that for me has been super empowering and that's what I want to take forward. What is needed is a constant reminder of what do I want to be? And you said that. Yeah. And, and especially when I feel that pull to want to compare, I step back and go, no, wait a second. I've already decided I don't want to be that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's what's needed for me. Just that, that thought work and that mental right. hygiene to keep me in that place. Right. All right. I love you. I just think everyone now, let's talk briefly about this class again, because, um, You've got a special, I want people, I want as many people as possible to be in this, have this experience (laughs) with you. So what are you doing for them to make that happen? Well, I provide them with a ridiculous and often overwhelming number of materials. I will, I will (laughs) give you that. The number of students who say to me, what, what, why, why so many things? Because I want people to have options and choices. I provide materials to document whether you are a scrapbooker, whether you are a planner person, and we all, we know planner people, whether Mm -hmm. you are a bullet journal person or a traveler's notebook, I give you materials for tracking the story. What is the story? Well, it is the story of your self-care and is the story, you know how Stacey, you like to say you're the only one qualified to tell your story. Yes. Yeah, you're the only one qualified to really handle your self-care unless you are incapacitated in such a way and you do depend on other caregivers. I am not I am not insinuating, you know, there are people who have challenges, but you are responsible for your care and why not tell that story for yourself? This isn't really a, a project where I say, you know, make this scrapbook so that, you know, in a millennia from now, someone can say, grandma really couldn't eat cheese, could she? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, right. That's not the point of it. But I do think um, as a long time, well, I'm a scrapbooker, obviously, but my whole life I've been a journaler and a, and a diarist, mm-hmm. I guess, to some extent. I think that if you are wanting to truly understand what is needed for yourself, um, creating a journal record of some kind can be very helpful. It can be very helpful to know where you are personally, where you are emotionally, what are the facts of what's going on with your life to make it hard for you to put yourself at the top of your care list. Because believe right. me, that is another thing I've learned. I should throw that in. 
women have a hard time putting themselves first because exactly. we are typically the caregivers and the nurturers. And mm-hmm. it can seem almost selfish to say, no, I'm going to take out some time for me. But we both know that putting yourself on your to-do list is really critical to mm-hmm. be able to offer whatever it is you offer to everyone else in your life. Absolutely. So, I find Say that, that again, putting yourself at the top. Of, listen, 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 whoever's yeah. listening, listen. <laughs> putting yourself at the top of your to-do list is really critical so that you are full enough to offer mm-hmm. to people in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think we, I think we operate from a place of uh, chronic emptiness at times. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you feel like you're just burning that candle at both ends, it's like you have to do things that help fill you up that help take care of you so that you can care for others. You know, well, and I love the documenting aspect of what you do because it is, it's an exercise in being present. You can't document something without slowing down and going, Oh, right? yeah. And then it's, it's also, there's some accountability. There's accountability yes. to yourself. And then there's, and I love that in these online communities this, that you've created, there's accountability to each other. And certainly there's a feeling of support. Well, yeah. And the thing is too, this isn't just about numbers. I, I have students who are like, Kathy, I love this. I'm, I just don't really want to focus on the numbers. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, You don't have to focus on numbers. All numbers are, whether it's how much you weigh or what is your waist, it's information. And what yeah. we do with that information is we layer it with judgments yes, and opinions and ideas. You know, if my blood pressure dropped- Mm-hmm. Right. And I was still just under 200 pounds, but I was healthy. You mm-hmm. know what? I was feeling pretty good with how I was as a middle-aged woman that, but it, the reality is the, the math wasn't working for my health, mm. but I wasn't a bad person no. because I weighed a certain amount. I had high blood pressure and they said, do you want medication or do you want to give it a, a, give it a shot and see what you can do on your own? I said, mm. I'll try that. I'll see what can happen. So, you know, I think that the documenting gives gives the students and gives myself an opportunity to slow down, Mm -hmm. figure out. Okay. So now how does someone actually join? How do they become a part of this? They go to kathyzilski.com and they click at the top. There's a little thing that says classes, and I'm sure you will pop that into the show notes and they can join. And here's the thing. Uh, There's a promotional period that is going, I'm going to extend it for, because of you, because I love you. And because of your schedule, I I was going to close registration on January 15th for the promotional rate. It's $28 for the year. So every month, just, just say that again, how much for a year? It's $28 (laughs) and the materials and videos alone. They, I, you know, we do this, Stacey, we do this part of our work. You get a lot for your money. It comes out to a couple bucks a month. It's less than a grand latte mumbo yes. jumbo from Starbucks, you know, yes. um, not that I drink those anymore. I just drink black coffee. Thank you very much. But <laughs> it's, it's, and a podcast. So part of the other part of the class is you're going to get a motivational message from me that is 30 minutes or less. I encourage my students to download it to their phone, plug in, mm-hmm. go for a walk, listen to yes. it while you're doing laundry. But I am checking in with you every month to mm-hmm. remind you to come back around and connect to the reason you took this in the first place. This isn't going to solve anyone's, like, I can't do this for you, but right. I can be honest with you. If if my year takes a turn for the, the worst, I am going to share my story because I feel like my story might inspire you to connect to what is needed for you. And it might yes. not, and very likely isn't the same thing. So 
I bring that and I encourage you to document. And here's the thing, Stace, I've done this for a decade. Seriously. 2019 was the first year I completed an album. Mm. beginning to end. And it is the cutest little thing. And I'll tell you why I completed it. Mm. I've been giving my students the materials and, and I will show up every month, but oftentimes I kind of, I'll do my journaling, right. But I don't do a full out last year. I nailed it because I kept it really, really simple. And every year I kind of update the designs and update them. Like it didn't start out as something that you could do in a bullet journal or a traveler's notebook. Um, I encourage creativity. I encourage people to adapt as, you know, to fit their work workflow and their style. But last year was the first year I did the album because I put it in the small little three by eight Allie Edwards album. And I Mm. love it. I love having the record. I love having the numbers. I love having the information and the photos. And I can also very quickly see where I was emotionally for a year. It's fantastic. And I am staying the course. But you don't have to do that to get something out of the class. No. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just right. connect to that reminder of you're fine. Yeah. Dust off. Let's see what you can do today. Um, yeah. That's the oh, ultimate message. Let's let's have that be the message for the for this podcast. A little progress is still progress. Absolutely. The only so failure, true. and this is so cliche, but the only failure in your self care comes if you just give up and say, "I don't care." You can care without having these monumental changes and successes. Like we have to reframe how we think about taking care of ourselves. I I don't Mm -hmm. care if you lose a pound, but if you make one small shift, like dropping something that isn't really good for you and you replace it with something else, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic, right? Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. So good. Okay. So there you go. Okay. So everybody go sign up. I mean, <laughs> I mean Make- I'm going to be there showing up for you and yeah. so show up for um, yourself. Make I like that. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Girlfriend. I love that. I have a girlfriend in Minnesota. I know <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing. I love that this brought us together. This scrapbooking storytelling thing. I do. Anyway, I, you I, I I literally know- get your Christmas card and I'm like, what the freak? I have a friend in Minnesota. Like, how did I even meet her? You know what I mean? And it comes back to this connection that we create through story. Yeah. So, all right. I need, and, I need and the fact that you actually called me in 2003 <laughs> and said, I don't know who you are, but I want to work with you. So that kind of helps too. So I owe True. a lot to you for that. So. True. Well, right yeah. back at you. It's been a, it's been a, yes, beautiful, fruitful thing over the years. Okay. So we're at the end and you're going to have to do this, even though you've done it before. Okay. Per, people, places, things. Is that, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, however I say it, here how it is. Do you, how do you say it? Do it. <laughs> what, is, what is the person, place, or thing that you, Kathy, are focused on right now? I am focused on my fit class and the community that we are creating in Facebook. I check in daily. I check in multiple times a day. And I know how critical this month is. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping to bring this energy beyond this month into you know, every successive month. So that is something I'm actually very focused on right now. I want, I want my students to feel empowered and I want them to feel successful. Oh, I love it. Okay. I, that's perfect. Now fill in the blank. I have exactly enough time for doing my nails at home. (laughs) (gasps) Okay. I saw you post something about this. Okay. Now you're going to have to elaborate for just a minute. 
Okay, here's the thing. I do YouTube craft videos and I realized after a couple of years of doing them, you know, it looks nice when your nails are painted, so you should paint your nails more. And then I started going out to my little local, you know, little tiny salon where the manis aren't that expensive and I would go in and do that. But the reality is I have all this beautiful nail polish and I I don't mind doing it myself. So (gasps) what I have realized recently, and I literally just posted a how-to video to my YouTube channel. And it, it wasn't me. I, I actually, there's a brand out there called Olive and June that I just discovered. It's all that natural, beautiful, yeah. um, tiki sort of vegan cruelty, uh, cruelty free nail polish. Yeah. They had a video. I checked out their company and now I kind of have a, a nice approach for doing my own manis. That's it. It's just, I have time to do this. I yeah. can sit down and spend some time and like listen to music or maybe watch an episode of something on my laptop and do my nails. And I have time to do this. And because I save money on the mani itself, it gives me more money to buy nail polish. I love it. That's self-care too. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's the other thing too. It's like, Self-care involves a lot of things, but doing this and taking time for myself, that's part of it. So you're fantastic. Thank you, my friend. Well, you are welcome. And I it's always my pleasure to talk with you, Stace. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we do talk, we start to get a little manic and realize we probably <laughs> should have a weekend together someday. The <laughs> ideas that come out when I hang out with you are it's exponential. It just goes. You you help me just to think differently. So let's I'll just do it. I'll send you my calendar right now. <laughs> Okay. 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 Don't you just think that's rather brilliant? I mean, whether you do it formally with Kathy and, you know, in her fit class or whether you do it on your own, just take some time to really contemplate your life right now. What is needed? Drop the shoulds and really figure out what you want. What is it that you want to do and who do you want to be and take responsibility for that? and start making progress. Little progress is still progress, right? Let's look at some long-term changes that will benefit you and your future. Okay, so I am going to put information in the show notes, of course. You can go to kathyzilski.com or stacyjulian.com and we're both gonna help you get signed up for FIT so that you can practice self-care starting today. And of course, if you sign up today, you still get that early bird pricing, whatever she called it, the good deal, all right? And now a speak pipe message that I've been hanging on to from my listener, Kelly. Hey, Stacy, it's Kelly Johnson from Lynchburg, Virginia. I just wanted to hop on and let you know how much I appreciate you. I had taken a hiatus from listening to podcasts this past few months because of my season and being so busy and I couldn't fit it in. And so I just spent some time going back and listening to some of them and it is just such a joy and it makes me feel like I'm chatting with a friend and hanging out in my living room over coffee and talking about life. I really enjoyed this past week about healthy eating and sleep and rest and all of those things. And I needed those reminders and I've written them down and I'm going to hold them close to my heart as ideas on how to incorporate more 
of a healthy living style in our home as we eat and take care of one another. So thank you so much for sharing just who you are and all the wonderful tidbits and advice you give us. You're awesome. Kelly, you're so awesome that I am going to send you a story starter kit from my Story by Stacy line that I have created with Close to My Heart. I'm so grateful for the way that Close to My Heart sponsors me in these podcast episodes. So watch your mailbox for some really fun, happy mail. It's going to help you tell your story. And you guys, you can send me a speak pipe anytime. There's a big orange button on the sidebar of my blog and show notes, and I would love to hear from you. No matter what you do, come back next week for another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Bye.